Do you want to catch bugs before they get into production? Join us on the DevOps Lab, where we'll look at integrating Regrade into our pipelines. Welcome to the DevOps Lab. I'm Steve Murawski, and today I'm joined by Robert Ross, and we're going to be talking about how to preview your software behavior and avoid zero-day bugs in production. Welcome, Robert. Hello. So why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, what what we're going to see here today and, uh, and how that can help me avoid some zero-day bugs, because you know what? I'm really good at writing those. So... We've, we've got software that can help check uh, what you think the changes are in your new uh, network service release and verify that the changes actually line up with what you expect the changes to be. Uh, and so, you know, as we know, the, the bugs in our software that we introduce are, are some kind of behavior that we didn't intend to introduce uh, that's changed from the previous version. And so this allows us to identify those changes and verify that we've got them right. All right. And, um, and, and what's doing this, right? Like, um, who, who are you? <laughs> so, yeah, so we are uh, Curtail. We've got a, a software product that can uh, can look at the network traffic to do this. And our software product um, basically can look at the requests and responses going to some existing network service and its environment. And then it can translate those requests into a secondary environment uh, running against another instance of the software and can then compare those responses with the original responses and identify cases where that, that has changed in performance or in the behavior of the actual response content. So I don't have to, I don't have to like grab a web proxy and track all this stuff and then replay things myself in my own production environment against my own test environments. Cause I used to have to do that back in the day. Sounds sounds like this, uh, this is gonna help me do that. But as part of my CI CD pipeline or how, how, is, how is this, how are we gonna integrate this? Yes. Yeah, so actually, the demo that we've got today is integrated into the CI/CD pipeline. So what we've got to, to show today is basically a, a sample product. It's actually an open source application that, that you can find out there in the world called Ghost, which is a content management system. And they had a, a regression when they released version 2.2.3. And so we've actually got an environment set up where we're running Ghost in uh, the Azure Kubernetes system uh, mm -hmm. on um, using DevOps, uh, the DevOps lab for the Azure DevOps for the um, CI/CD pipeline. And um, we're actually hosting the, the repository in, uh, in GitHub here. And basically, um, in the demo, we'll show that when we check into GitHub, that's going to trigger the normal tests in the CI/CD pipeline. Our typical test cases actually pass, not finding the bug in the new release. But then Regrade identifies there's a change that wasn't accounted for. And we can use that as a gate in our CI/CD pipeline to prevent the final deployment uh, when there is an unaccounted for change, uh, oh, which okay. in this case shows finding that bug before release. Well if you're ready, uh, how about we take a look? All right, sounds good. So here we can see our Azure DevOps environment, and we've got a pipeline that, that I've set up to show this. And we can see that on the previous commit with Ghost version 2.2.2, there were no problems. All of the, the stages passed. Um, we built the image successfully. We tested successfully, and we deployed successfully. Um, so. We're going to do a couple things here. So I'm going to start off a uh, a, a new build. So I'm going to check in um, the, the changes for version 2.2.3 of Ghost. Um, and once I do that, 
this is going to recognize that I, I just made the check into GitHub and it's going to start building and it's going to uh, run through all these various steps of building and testing. And when we get to the test stage, we actually have read right here as a gate. So while we're waiting for this to run, we can go ahead and take a look at what the nature of the bug was so that we'll understand what the, the results are that we get back from regrade. So if we take a look here at, uh, this is actually logging into ghost version 222. Um, and logging into this version, uh, we will see what the correct behavior looks like. So this is actually going to not show us a bug right here. This is just gonna familiarize us with what it's supposed to look like. So you log in, you see basically your old blog posts and who posted them. And to make it easy to identify, we've got all the number, uh, all the names of the posts by numbers here. So you can scroll back and see the, the older numbered posts and the numbers count down as you might expect. And ultimately it gets down to three, two, one, and then you can see that the initial posts that are there from when you first install the system. So that's what it's supposed to look like when everything is uh, behaving correctly. Now, what actually happened in version 223 is they had a regression. And in the regression in version 223, you initially log in. And uh, maybe the, uh, the tests when you log in, this might have been as far as they go. And if you just look at, you know, hey, are the, is blog post 31 there? Did I log in? Looks like everything's fine. Um, but in the interaction with this, if you scroll down and you get down past the 3-2 where there should be 1, instead it repeats. So now you get 31 again and then 30. And if you continue to scroll down looking for where blog post 1 is, you can actually never find it. Um, so clearly it's not showing us the right results here when we look through these pages. Um, and so this is the issue that we're going to actually detect because we've got, um, an understanding of what was supposed to change in this new release. And we can actually look at the, the previous release while that test is running. And so here, everything's green. These are all the different parts of the responses that we compared, uh, for the previous release. So we're looking at the actual, the HTML contents. We're looking at individual attributes and elements for the structures of that document. We're looking at the HTTP response and header fields, um, the actual JSON documents and their structures and values inside of them, um, streamed data coming back. So we, we take a look at all of this and in the, um, the run for uh, 222, we were able to see that there were no unexpected differences. Um, so this is uh, continuing to build and run. So this might uh, take a minute here, but once this is done, this is, is building the environment and it's then going to, um, right now it's deploying a test environment into the Kubernetes, into the Kubernetes cluster. So it's gonna create a uh, temporary namespace and deploy um, the, the product there. And then once it's deployed in that temporary namespace, uh, we're gonna run a standard set of Selenium tests against it to validate the functionality. Um, and what's actually going to happen as the final result here is that those Selenium tests are going to uh, succeed. Everything's going to say that it would pass. Um, and then we're going to go to this regrade gate step. And the regrade gate step is actually making a, uh, an API call to an Azure function, uh, which is then integrating with our API in our uh, product's user interface. And our API is then uh, giving a response back that indicates that whether or not there is um, unexpected changes uh, outside of what the developer anticipated and put in the database before the test run. 
Um, so we'll see that in a minute. So, so Robert, where are you, where are we going to where are we getting that that known good or that expected good behavior? Is that something you can figure in in regrade ahead of time? Yeah, so or really, what we do is we validate that the changes are the expected set of changes, and so what that means is that we're comparing against some previous version of the product. Um, often this will be the immediate previous version, but depending on the, the release environment, um, sometimes this could skip releases as well. But basically the idea is validating that for this set of test traffic, there, there's a certain things that should change between these releases and developers can uh, go into our user interface and they can identify um, which one of the, which of these things they uh, expect to have changed. And so they can, for example, run their small unit tests or their individual tests and mark the things that they know they actually modified that are part of what they intended to modify for this release. Um, so once that's in there, we can then categorize what all of the changes are that have been made. And then we can compare that to what the developers have uh, effectively signed off on as their, their intended changes for this release. And so then any changes that developer didn't uh, say they intended to make then get flagged for review for someone to verify that they're either a legitimate change that was intended for this release or this is something that needs to be fixed. All right. That that makes sense. So we take the existing, we take the previous release or a previous release that gives us our starting place and then we can flag what's what's a bug versus what's a what's a feature. And um, sometimes, you know, hey, sometimes those bugs are features, but <laughs> just not intended features. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some very subtle things that, that get caught, right? I mean, some existing tools can catch things where you have a bug that, you know, before you would return a valid result, and now you're just returning an error code instead. Um, we can catch much more subtle differences. Like, for example, before, you know, you're returning the number one, two, three, and now you're returning a social security number. Um, those kinds of things can be very significant changes in the code that you don't want to miss, uh, but are the kind of things that a lot of traditional tools just won't tell you about. So here we can actually see that the regrade gate yeah. uh, did fail. Um, and we can see here because it was there was unknown alerts. There was four unknown alerts there. And so it did not deploy. Now, if we go to our uh, graphical user interface, we can actually see this test run that's associated with what just happened. And we can see that there were a number of differences that were marked as intended based on the developers that got automatically filtered out. And there was four unknown alerts. Um, and so we can see that basically the, the differences were in the JSON bodies that came back from some response. And we can see also that all of those differences that were unknown happened on a single, uh, a single HTTP request. So drilling into that request, things start to look interesting quickly. We can see that it's an API call to get the posts for page two, which starts to sound very familiar for exactly where that bug was, the unexpected change was incorrect content coming back on page two. If we look at this, we can now see that on page two, there was actually four differences that we found. And that one was that there's an array called posts that has a different length. Uh, second was that there's this meta pagination block inside the JSON document and the page number changed. So when we asked for page two, we were getting page two before, but now with the new 223 software, we asked for page two and we're getting back what's called, what is saying is page one. Um, so there's a lot of interesting information here. We also can look at it in other ways. We have timestamps and IPs and ports and uh, packet capture you can look at. We also have the ability to even replay these things. So you can say, take the entire session and replay it into a developer environment 
um, from the beginning um, and uh, recompare that as well. Um, you can export the report or export the request to curl if that's what you want to do. Um, so we have all those. And then you can also view the JSON in context. So this request that had the difference, the bug that we saw when we were looking at things, um, you can see side by side what it looks like when we uh, get the responses back. And so uh, recall, we asked for page two from this data set. The good system here on the left returns page two, which doesn't have a next, and the previous was one. And then here, instead on page two, we asked for page two, but it gave us page one again, which said that the next was two and the previous was null. And so this quickly lets us identify where actually something went wrong in our code uh, and what it is that we need to fix. And so um, we can see that there was a lot of changes that were introduced, but most of these changes were actually the intended things. There were some you know, minor HTML attribute differences and those things that we can filter out based on our rule set. Um, we also have the ability with all of this to uh, track um, performance information. So oh, we can actually see what the response times are from the two services. And um, we actually have this down to the granularity of knowing matched pairs. So we can actually identify an individual request that was slower on one service versus the other. And we can also do interesting things with the statistics, like finding which API calls are associated with a slowdown. Um, or whether it is a specific subset of the traffic associated with a slowdown, or whether it's maybe something that's changing over time or related to the, the environment or something along those things. Um, so we have a lot of information about that that we can compare side by side, not just the, the response content, but the performance as well. Um, and then all of this is uh, you know, stored historically so you can keep track of these runs um, over time. Um, awesome. And then just as one last, uh, thing for the sake of completeness. I've yeah. now checked in also, uh, while I was talking there, I checked in Ghost version 224, um, which was the next release of the Ghost software, the open source. And it had a fix uh, for version 223. And so using uh, the, the same um, rule set that we have in there in terms of the, the intended changes, uh, this is running through the same exact sets of cha changes and testing with 224. Um, and this ultimately will actually pass the test uh, because in 224, they fixed the bug, and so there's no longer that same unintended change showing up. So, so Curtail is going to be, um, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, Regrade is going to be uh, uh, taking a look and comparing against the last successful deployment out into, in, out into production, or, or to whatever I said was the last successful thing to, to go compare against, and then yeah. let me and then let me try version after version until I get something right. Yes, exactly. Yep. So until you have the changes match what you expect those changes to be. Perfect. Very cool. And I, I really like how it breaks it down into like, uh, so I can see kind of even the, the JSON response difference, right? So even if I like swap, swapped out JSON serialization libraries, I may be able to catch some unexpected behavior there. Um, not that I've been bit by, you know, changing uh, versions of serialization libraries before. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, uh, you know, supply chain attacks have been in the news a lot recently, right? Where a lot of us now rely on NPM and Ruby gems and all these uh, common open source uh, repositories of libraries. And we don't really know who's out there maintaining that software, who's updated it last. Uh, and these new versions get pulled all the time in our CI/CD frameworks. And so this gives us a way to check and identify what has actually changed, even when we didn't intend to change anything by updating that new version. Yep. 
Very cool. So, Robert, um, how would how does one go get in, get started with uh, with three grade? Um, so, I mean, we, uh, you can contact us uh, on our website. We have uh, pages on there that, that you can contact us to get started with a proof of concept. It's super easy to get this deployed. Um, basically, our, our deployment, we run as a couple containers. We've got our user interface. Uh, we've got our um, our actual network sensor. And then we've got uh, the database that actually stores the configuration and the results. Um, so depending on the cloud environment, like this one here, I mean, we can generally get a proof of concept up and running in under an hour. And then it depends on how complex the integrations are from there for you know that particular environment and the software packages. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for introducing us to uh, to uh, Regrade and you know really looking at how we can take uh, you know and compare behavior between versions as part of our CI pipeline, not just as part of you know hey I got to follow through and check and make sure how these things are going or cobble together my own scripts to replay things. Uh, I wish I had this. I wish I had this 10 years ago uh, when I was trying to get uh, new versions of software deployed in, into different environments and things. Um, it seems like it would streamline a lot for me. Thank you so much for taking some time today to join us on, on DevOps Lab and share a little bit about what you're doing. Yep, thank you.